guys and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining us for what is now episode 20 of our Road to 2023 series. You're joined by your hosts, well, get long-term guest host, Tierra Nelson, and your main host, Jack. What is this turning into the Stronger by Science podcast now? <laughs> well, I just thought I'd clue people in as to what's going on behind the scenes. Well, what does that mean that you're Eric and I'm Greg? Sure, we could do that. Oh, man. <laughs> Cool. Well, as per usual, we'll just do a recap of our weeks and discuss some of our training and nutrition. I'll let Tierra kick things off. All right. Well, coming to you from the temporary co-host of the TBD podcast. Temporary guest host. Temporary guest co-host. Sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Meet in a middle ground. These past two weeks, man, it's been good. Yeah. I feel like these past two weeks, in comparison to many of the weeks prior, I feel like almost I've just found a little bit more of a work-life balance for myself in terms of I've been purposely scheduling a lot more of my work purely just between Monday to Friday, like a standard individual, and freeing up my weekends a little bit more because I love my job and in the past I've kind of just always kept an open diary because you know I'm like yeah sure I'm free for a dietetic consult at 2 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon why not but I've started setting myself a few little boundaries so that I can work really hard during the week but then I can have a bit more time to myself and to spend with you and our dogs and just enjoy life a little bit more on the weekends without having to schedule in work in between, which has been really nice. And these past few weeks, the weather's been turning it up here in sunny Queensland, Brisbane, Australia, and I've been able to treat myself to a few beach trips, driven down the coast and driven up the coast as well. And it's just been a really nice time. So I feel like that's been really good for me to find a little bit more of that balance. Mm, definitely, yeah. I think anyone who's self-employed knows that like it can sometimes be hard to say no. Mm. And it's very hard to not be hard on yourself because there's always that desire to always want to do more and make things better or take more clients on and earn more money, I guess, and, and work harder. And sometimes saying no and taking a step back is harder than taking a step forward especially for certain people who are very productive and want to always feel like they're accomplishing something. Yeah, without a doubt, because once you finally take a break to catch your breath, then and you have a little bit of free time, you're like, oh, well, I could be using this to brainstorm for another post, you know, or maybe we could record another podcast or maybe we can update the website or do some accounting stuff or whatever it may be. I feel like when you run a small business, there's always shiz to do. Mm, yeah, certainly. And initially that was really useful to have because it got us off the ground. Because you got shit to do. <laughs> yeah, well, it got us off the ground. It, it established our business and our mm. presence. And yeah, we still work very hard. But I think we're also more strategic in how we work as well. More efficient. Yeah, definitely. Work smarter, not harder. Mm, but right. still have a strong work ethic for yeah. sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. And there's kind of this saying, it's like, win the day. And I guess this was kind of coined by Andy Frisella. But win the day pretty much just means like accomplish your big tasks for the day. And once you accomplish them, then the rest of the day is yours. But sometimes I've always struggled with that, particularly because like 
I wake up quite early. I wake up around 5 a.m. and I just, I start doing things. And it's almost like productivity breeds productivity. The more productive you are, that just snowballs into more productive things. But even if you accomplished a whole bunch of stuff by, let's say, 11 a.m. in the morning that, you know, you could have accomplished by 6 p.m. at night if you kind of would have spaced it out a bit more, then it's only 11 a.m. And you're like, well, I've got the whole rest of the day. Like, I don't know what to do. And you almost feel a little bit on edge and anxious because you're like, now, like, I've achieved so much, but now I just, I feel unaccomplished because I still have time left and I I don't know what to do with it. So Mm. that's why I'm just trying to be a little bit more mindful and strategic and being like, it's okay, you know, to go for a nice walk out in the fresh air and catch your breath sort of thing. Because sometimes one step back is two steps forward. And I find that time, particularly just spent with myself, able to clear my head, that's when I'm my most creative, my most thoughtful. And then the work that I actually do, it is, it's so productive and it's to a much higher standard as well. So it's felt good, man. (laughs) Yeah, I found the same thing with studying as well. Like, the just because you want to feel productive and do something if you've already accomplished a lot that day often that extra 10 percent is going to be quite unproductive Mm. and you'll end up and i've kind of sat this especially when i might make a post where i'll sit in front of my computer and i can almost know when my head's in it or not if my head's not in it i'll sit in front of my computer staring at the screen for like an hour and nothing will get done Mm. so i might as well do something enjoyable or more enjoyable and more uh, relaxing and then just call it a day and come back tomorrow or later that day exactly because ultimately you achieve both it's kind of like you know people at uni like there's only a certain amount of hours you can actually spend in the library Mm. being productive just because you spent 10 hours physically in the library doesn't mean you got in 10 hours worth of good quality study you know what Mm. i mean yeah definitely (laughs) so man split it up have a good meal go to the gym then come back Anyway, yeah, my these past two weeks, they've certainly been good in that sense. But from a body composition and nutrition standpoint, nutrition's been the same for quite a number of weeks now. My macros have still been 400 carb, 180 protein, 60 grams of fat. So nearing on that 3000 calorie mark. And it's just a really sweet spot for me. And on average, my scale weight's going up by around 200 grams every single week. Like last week, it was 67.2. This week, on average, it's 67.4. So still creeping up and things are definitely feeling good in that department. And last week, I did have a consultation with Joey Cantlin, which went really well. And he was able to take my skin folds, just went over my training, just got to discuss plans moving forward, essentially. And what was actually pretty cool is that I had seen him just under a year prior. So I think it was like 363 days prior to that. So that was in the early stages of my prep leading into 2021. And at that point, I was around 64 kilograms. And when he took my skin folds then, my sum of nine was actually the same as what it was now at 67.2. So three kilograms heavier a year later, same sum of nine skin folds. It's a win. That's that's a pretty good win. So yeah, pretty darn happy with that in terms of body composition. And just talked about plans moving forward in terms of like how high should I push my current body weight before it would warrant something like a mini cut. And he thinks that I can probably safely push it up to around 69, 70 kilograms before I would then enter into a dieting phase. So 
that sounds pretty good to me. And at this rate, I wouldn't start that dieting phase until around early next year or so, maybe around February time. Mm, yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, I think you're you're in a really productive phase with training at the moment. And I think entering a mini cut would just disrupt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like still have a very good appetite, but as I've discussed in the past, like I, I think it's just actually being this body weight now that I'm closing in on that 68 kilogram mark, which is where I've kind of always started my previous comp preps. Like I just, it's about having a certain amount of weight on your frame where you're like, yeah, this feels pretty comfortable. I'm, I'm pretty good, but you kind of get a little bit of that itch to diet mm-hmm. and also just cardiovascularly as well. Like, even though I know I am quite cardiovascularly fit, just being a heavier body weight and still doing very demanding exercises, just like you do feel more puffed, like mm. during a really heavy RDL or a really heavy lunge, whatever it may be, my heart rate during that set is much higher compared to when I'm actually dieting, which is actually kind of nice because if your head's in the right place, once you actually enter into a dieting phase, you can continue to make some pretty solid progress on your big compounds purely just because you do not feel as gassed. Mm, I'll definitely agree with that. Yeah, especially in terms of like just reps, right? You're like, man, I'm, I'm not nearly as taxed. Like I can probably push out another one or two. Yeah, I certainly found that in a dieting phase as well. Mm-hmm. And it's often a lot easier to maintain your progression or progress in the earlier phases than, than people would expect. Yeah, but it should be good to push like in a controlled manner, push my body weight up to around that point. Uh, like early next year and then I think that's also going to coincide nicely to enter into a dieting phase because I'll be alongside a lot of my girls who I'm prepping for season a2 when they're like in the tail end of their prep a lot of other people obviously competing in season a as well but it's kind of nice when you do things with a pack you know especially when it comes to dieting or like when you're just surrounded by people in general who are going through the same thing as you you do get that kind of like external motivation as well mm. yes i mean we dieted together and that, <laughs> that made it easier yeah it's that should be good so that's kind of that sort of plan moving forward and went through all of my training with joey which was really helpful as well just to get a second pair of eyes over everything on my full body split there. And he made a really good point that the lowest my reps actually go to is eight reps. Like I'm not actually doing anything in a sub eight rep range. And he said that it would probably be really beneficial to just get really strong, like around like that six rep mark for some of my big compound movements. And I totally agree as well. And that's why it's always good to just look things over with someone and you're like, Man, like, how did I miss that? <laughs> mm, totally. I'm, I can't wait for you to start doing some lower rep ranges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like things like my RDLs. Yeah, RDLs, maybe leg press. Mm-hmm. Might be a squat pattern in the future, hopefully. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Man, I just feel like you know, I am certainly getting, I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life for a lot of these big compounds. But I guess this kind of takes us on to the next point in terms of training, because following on from our last podcast, I said, I'm going to do it, man. This is the week. The time is now. I'm going to lift those 36 kilogram kettlebells from my Bulgarian split squats. And I did it. 
and I got two by eight on each leg and it felt awesome. I'm going to tell you a little secret, Jack. (laughs) I think a lot of it was in my head. It actually wasn't, it wasn't that much harder than the 32s. Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) I don't know what it was. I had this notion that like, you know, an extra four kilograms per kettlebell, which is an extra eight kilograms total on each quad, like that's a bit of a jump. But I'm not sure. Like once you're up to that weight, I guess you could argue it either side. But like going from a 32 to a 36 in a Bulgarian, like it's just it's they're both a decent ass weight, right? Mm. Like they're both going to be tough regardless. It's just about giving that. Well, you're on the 36s for months as well. So no, I, w- I was on the 32s for months. Sorry, 32s. Yeah. 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 And just progressing with the reps. So mm. it was just a matter of just grabbing that blue and yellow kettlebell. They spray paint them all different. <laughs> it's very smart. <laughs> it's not really, but anyway, oh, sarcasm, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I achieved that and it felt awesome at the time. And even at the time, again, I only did two by eight on each leg and that was my biggest lower body compound for that day. The next day felt pretty sweet. And that's the day that I saw Joey and went over my program. The next day it freaking hit me, man. Like those Bulgarians messed me up and I couldn't believe it. I was like, it was only 16 reps. And the only other two lower exercises I did on that day were some machine hip abductions and some leg curls and some calf raises. But my glutes and adductors, it it just totally flipped me up. So on Thursday, when I normally program leg press, tried to get on the leg press and my glutes and my adductors just seized up. Like it was actually painful. And I went up to you and I was like, Jack, I don't think I can do leg press. Mm. <laughs> and what did you say? I said, change your split. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. And I was like, no, no, you know, like it's just because I went up on, I've never done those heavy kettlebells before. Like it's probably just me adjusting to them and just getting used to that. You know, that first week of doing anything new, it's normal to feel a little bit sore, but it did rock me a little bit because I had to adjust that day of manipulating a few exercises and swapping and changing them from my Thursday to my Friday and vice versa. And I don't really like that. I thrive off routine, especially when it comes to training. I like to know exactly what I'm doing. So if if I've got to change things like that on the fly, it kind of it just knocks me a little bit. Do, do you find the same if you like, you know, you might have to change something or swap something? Mm. Yeah, I never like it. And because you, you pattern something for a reason and mm. when you have to disrupt that pattern, it, it's, it's suboptimal because... And it's a domino effect. One mm. thing's going to affect the other. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll take that on the chin. It was just this week, hopefully. Like I'm just sore this week. I did the Bulgarians again this past week the exact flipping same thing happened. I felt fine on the Wednesday. It's that 36 to 48 hours after when those doms really start to set in. And once again, I could not do my leg press. And that was just like, (laughs) gosh, darn it. And uh, gosh, so uh, this is a sign. It's time for change. You know, like I've been doing full body splits now for the last year and a half. And They've certainly served me very well. I'm the strongest I've ever been. I'm the most muscular I've ever been. I've never loved my training more and I've just learned so much, but I feel like I've outgrown it. Like I I genuinely am just a little bit too strong now in some of these movements, particularly now dropping these movements down to just two working sets and really being able to push myself 
clearly I just, I'm not recovering between sessions. So it's time for change. Mm, I think it makes sense. And I, I think you've learned this the best way possible where you've learned through practice. Like mm-hmm. you haven't, you didn't do it bef- too early and you didn't, you haven't done it too late either mm-hmm. because you've waited till your, your body is giving you an indication that it's unable to recover from full body sessions. And uh, as a result, like you, you change your approach. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I feel a little bit silly. It's almost like I jinxed it because literally the day before this happened, like I booked in a consult with Joey and I went over all of my training with him, right? Just to fine tune things. And now it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I've just got to flip it all in its head. So yeah, but it's almost like Damo had a sixth sense that it was happening too, because I wasn't able to do my leg press this week on Thursday and I had to swap it over to Friday. Damo does his leg press on a Friday and there's only one arguably really good leg press machine at World's Gym Brisbane, the gray one, red ones. The hammer strength. Yeah, yeah not, not really a big fan of the red ones, but I was on the gray one doing my last set and Damo came up and he wanted to reserve it after me, but he kind of uh, nudged me and he was like, so word on the town is you're switching to an upper lower split. <laughs> I kind of gave him this look. I was like, huh? And I think you and him have having, have been having a few discussions behind the scenes. But maybe I did get a really nice compliment from Damo in that he said, you're just too strong to be training full body. And like coming from someone like Damo, and if anyone doesn't know Damo, look up Damo Dynamic Body Labs on Instagram, like a phenomenal natural bodybuilder and a really great guy. To get a compliment like that from him, it was kind of the wake up call. Mm. I need it, especially considering I was doing leg press on a day that I wasn't programmed leg press because I was too sore to do it the day before, two weeks in a row. And I'm like, oh, you know what? He's right. Mm. <laughs> but it's it's good. I wouldn't have possibly been this strong if it wasn't for everything leading up to this point. But it's just time for change. So decided to change my training split. So I will be training now two lower, two upper body days. And then one day... I don't quite want to call it a full body day because I'm not training every body part, but I almost want to call it like a, a, a week, weak point. yeah, a weak point day. So it's a day that I can just do exercises specifically for muscle groups that I really need to continue to develop. So those are namely my glutes, my quads, my abs, my delts, my triceps. So just put uh, specific exercises on that last day session of the week on a Saturday for those muscle groups. But that new training split starts tomorrow. Giving ab rollouts a go? I have considered it. It's like I, a lot of my clients, they do ab rollouts. And mm. every time I'm like consulting with them, I'm like, man, like, why do I keep forgetting that? Like, <laughs> um, But I need to give them a go. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. It's for me, like, it's very easy for me to build a habit. It's just that initial thing. Like, mm. I just need, I need you tomorrow to just like hand me the ab roller and hey, be, be like, hey, Tara, do you remember this discussion? I'm like, oh yeah. And then I can just start doing them. Cool. It's just that initial start. Mm. A lot of help with that then. Thank you very much. Yeah, please. I could use the prompt. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty much moving forward in terms of training. So very exciting. Yeah. New training split pretty excited and uh yeah this will be the first time that i've trained like full lower in a year and a half yeah so should be good so i'll be training like lower on monday and thursday and i've specifically done that so that i have i'm doing my bulgarians first thing monday morning the day after rest day and then i've got full 
rest of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to recover. So I better freaking be fresh on a Thursday to train legs again and do that leg press too. And this actually works quite nicely because if now I'm, I'm going to start pushing myself to start toward the bottom end of that rep range. Now it's six reps rather than eight. Like, let's say that I'm doing two sets on a leg press at six reps. Then following on in the session, I do have leg extension to back that up too. Mm. So yeah, it work. It works quite nicely. I'm very excited. Yeah. It's going to be great. And I, I think leg press will be interesting Interesting to do six reps on because I think you'll constantly surprise yourself at how heavy mm. you can do for six reps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come keen to see you eventually on the hack squat doing six reps on the <laughs> <laughs> baby all, steps though. All in good time. <laughs> yeah. With bands. We'll take it to that next level. Mm, banded hacks. Which one comes first, bands or chains? Bands, no chains. <laughs> chains. <laughs> Unless it's around your. No, I shouldn't say around your neck. That sounds quite wrong. Why not? Well, chain around your neck, like, sounds a bit malicious. Not. Oh no, it's not a noose around your neck. You know, a chain around your neck, like, like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Joe Rogan just did a did a podcast with Snoop Dogg. Tried to listen like the beginning of the episode. They were just like smoking a blunt. Like mm. it was just like. <laughs> What is going on? I can't listen to three and a half hours of this. (laughs) Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching the bodybuilding dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. (laughs) Anyway, that's kind of random, but yeah, that's me. That's my two weeks and then just kicking on. So hopefully Joe Rogan will plug us now. Yeah. It's only fair that we plugged him. Dude, that 50-50, man. Yeah. <laughs> you give and you take. Awesome. All right. Well, Jack, how's your past two weeks been? It's been good. And I'm just wrapping up a five-day deload at the moment. So I trained as per usual on Monday, Tuesday. And we're recording this on Sunday as per usual. And I just I got to that Saturday session and my head just wasn't in it. Like physically, I got the session done mentally. I, it, it kind of felt like I was in prep, to be honest, like RDLs just felt a bit rubbish. I, I got 177.5 for a set of six, which is a PB and I'm getting really close to that 180, but I definitely, it was that six week mark as well. And like, I didn't even know it was six weeks. I was trying to just go into it really auto regulated, but I got to six weeks and like my body was ready to deload. Well, your mind I feel like that's what always hits you and I first when it comes mm. to a deload. It's our it's our mentality because it's like it is so strange and it just it doesn't even creep up on you. It just hits you because we wake up each morning. We want to train. But mm. when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, don't really feel like it. Like I'm just not in that headspace. You generally know that something's off. Mm. And you were talking about like hitting new body weights as well. And I'm finding that like above 86 for me seems to be that point where I get a bit lethargic, mm. especially in the mornings where like I could keep on sleeping quite comfortably, even though I'm getting eight and a half hours every night. And yeah, it's interesting how that happens. Whereas at lighter body weights, I wake up feeling very energetic, ready to go, looking forward to breakfast to get me out of bed. Mm. But now if anything, like breakfast is typically the hardest meal for me to eat and finish. Mm. So yeah, it's, um, it's not a bad thing. I'm just kind of stuff to talk about in a podcast but but it's nothing i haven't experienced before i've got sympathy for you though because like i've only got max like maybe two and a half kilograms left to push Mm. you've got probably close to another 10 
Yeah, probably eight to nine, I would mm. say. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, bring back the olive oil and the hot cross <laughs> buns. Yeah, I am looking forward to Easter. That should be good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Christmas. This is going to be the first Christmas I haven't been dieting in like three Christmas or something. Mm. Christmases. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I need to... Probably, no, I don't need to diversify things. Mm, there's lots of things to think about. <laughs> I did buy a new nut butter, though, this week, which is like granola and nut butter together. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. It has like chia seeds, peanut butter, some almonds and cashews, mm-hmm. granola in there. I've got this thing. Whenever you buy a new nut butter, like... I almost have a desire to smell it than I have to eat it. Like, I just want to give it a good whiff. Mm. You usually get the dregs anyway. I do. But the dregs are the best. Like, does anyone else love the bottom of a nut butter jar? When it's like... The glass. (laughs) No, please don't eat glass. (laughs) I'm not condoning that. But the bottom of a nut butter jar, when like, obviously the majority of the nut butter is gone and a lot of the oils that separate to the top are gone. But it's like a little bit harder, a little bit crustier. You can like uh, chip little bits off and they're like little little nuggets and tokens on top of your oatmeal or your cake. Like that's my favorite part of the nut butter. Mm, yeah. I guess I just want to get all the calories that I can. So. <laughs> yeah, I just like to savor it. Just little chunks of peanut butter. It's really nice. So I'm starting my new block on Monday and not too much changes to this block. Still five days, still the same split. And... What is changing, just one small thing, is I was doing close grip Smith machine bench and just to bias the chest a little bit more to bring up my weekly sets to I think about uh, 13 working sets now for chest, I'm going to do just normal Smith machine bench. Mm. So I'll be doing some dumbbell shoulder press, machine chest press, which is pin loaded, and then I'll be doing Smith machine bench press as my third, which will be interesting. I'll be certainly be quite fatigued by then. But uh, it's I'm looking forward to having a few extra sets for chest. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you think that you'll ever bring back free weight barbell bench, or do you reckon just Smith Machine as a go? Never say never. Like, I I think there probably will be a phase where I'm like, hmm, what can I barbell bench? Like, mm. it I wouldn't be doing it because it's the best thing for hypertrophy. I'd be doing it because it's it's fun and um see if I can bench more than I did last time, which. Mm. I think the best I ever got was like 107.5 for for six or eight, mm-hmm. which is decent for me, but definitely not what you see some other guys benching. Yeah, but at the same time, like you never did like an excessive arch or anything mm. by any means, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, you just the more I think about it, like everyone has that body part, mm. and you see some guys with a massive chest, and guess what? They can probably bench quite a lot as yeah. well. And whether it's the chicken or the egg, like whether they can bench a lot because they're fairly genetically gifted with a big chest or whether it's... No one just comes out of the womb though, you know, with a big ass chest. (laughs) Yeah, but they just have that predisposition for... Yeah. Yeah. Like I would say that, I guess you have a predisposition for a bigger, more muscular back. I potentially have a predisposition for... Uh, some a big ass or something with big hammies. <laughs> I think it is heavily dictated by what sports you played as a kid. Mm. So like you did a lot of soccer and I did a lot of swimming. Mm. So that kind of just makes sense why you might be more lower body dominant and I might be a bit more upper body dominant. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. So that's kind of the training situation and 
last training block of 2021 as well, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Six weeks. I think it's pretty much exactly six weeks, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And yeah, it'll be good to finish that up around Christmas. And nutritionally, I might have had another macro increase since we last spoke. So I'm at 575 carb, 80 fat, and 275 protein on a training day. Mm -hmm. And that's been quite easy to get in, just having more intra-workout and a few more refined sources of carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And also trying to increase my hydration. I've been doing this for a few weeks. I just haven't really mentioned it on the podcast, but... I think working from home, like especially once we get back around midday from the gym and we just kind of work, there's not a much stimulation for drinking. Mm. Um, And considering I basically just drink water, I don't drink any flavored beverages in the afternoon. Like I've had to kind of force myself, okay, here's my liter bottle of water. I'm going to make sure I get this in between like 5 and 6 p.m. And the interesting thing is if I do that, I notice that it's much easier to eat my final meal and I just feel a lot better for the rest of the evening as well. Um, and I don't feel like, yeah, it's, it's, I guess that's the magic of hydration, but (laughs) this is your method message to stay hydrated. Hydration certainly is key. We've got done a few TBD posts on that, but Mm. that's something I've found for, I don't know if I can say for life, but definitely probably the last 10 years at least of my life is just having a routine when it comes to fluid so that you know you wake up first thing in the morning and you know that you always have a big 500 ml glass of water and then you might have your big mug of coffee sort of thing or at specific times of the day you know that you're always going to drink a big jug of water or you know a glass with every single meal having routine with it is just so helpful yeah it goes the exact same for our meals as well Mm. Especially if you're eating a lot of food and you have a lot of food volume, but not a, a lot of hydration in that food mm-hmm. volume or lo- a lot of food in general, it's harder to get water because you're like right now, for example, I have a full stomach. I don't really feel like drinking any water, but doesn't mean I'm well hydrated, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. And it is also very interesting in the sense that like if you aren't hydrating adequately, your body the next day can actually reflect a higher scale weight, Mm. which you might think, you know, you're like, well, if I'm putting less in, technically shouldn't my body weigh less? But I always love when my clients mention that to me, like if their scale weights might've been bouncing around for a few days and then they mention in their consult, they're like, yeah, I think it went up because I didn't drink enough water. I'm like, aha, this person has great intelligence. <laughs> like it's it's a sign that pe- people understand you need to stay well hydrated so you can st- keep flushing out fluids throughout the day. Otherwise, well, it's if also you're... just that reaction from like aldosterone and yeah. your other renal hormones is that as soon as you're not adequately hydrated, your body tries its most to retain to it, retain water. Mm. So, yeah, and um, that's why you shouldn't deprive yourself of water during peak week. But on the flip side, I actually love being in the improvement season now, almost because I don't have to pee as much. When you're in a dieting phase, I swear, when we were training at Brisbane, when it was like cold in the peaks of prep, I felt like I was going pee between every single exercise and. I was still drinking a pretty similar amount of fluid to what I am now, but it's like probably because you don't have as much glycogen in you and like a form of actually burning body fat is you lose a little bit of that through fluid too. Uh, But like, man, like your bladder is just always going. 
Yeah, plus your your food contained probably more water. Yeah. Especially in my case. Yeah, definitely. But now, like, when I'm at, like, at the gym, like, I might go to the bathroom, like, twice while we're there for two and a half hours. It's just, it's a lot more convenient. Not to mention at night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sleep straight through the night, man. It's good. But it's dangerous. Like, when you're in prep and you have it's to go dangerous. pee every single, like... 20 30 minutes sort of thing like if you've got a like we've we've dieted before through exams you know we're like oh god like i'm about to sit through this two-hour exam how am i actually going to make it so uh yeah it's worse when you're at the shops and you're at the checkout there's no public toilets <laughs> yeah and they just keep chatting their head off and you're like come on man <laughs> yeah but no that's definitely a perk of uh, having more body fat on you your bladder isn't quite as active mm. Cool. So that's pretty much it for me. I guess we'll finish on something that we want to improve upon for this week. Mm, Well, this coming week, I just want to recover better than I have the past two weeks. Like I want to be able to do my program as programmed with the specific exercises on the specific days in the specific order and fully recover from those Bulgarians and have them. They can still beat me up, but I'm I'm giving myself time to heal. Mm, Definitely. Cool. Well, I want to... We need to create an online store for our t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And I think we're probably going to do that right after this or get started on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully we'll have be able to sell our t-shirts by the end of the month. And learning a new skill, got to use our Squarespace website, which we already list our coaching on and our podcast and our other stuff, like homepage. And now it's time to... About us. About us. Now it's time to add the t-shirts and I think hopefully it should be fairly simple because it's just one item. We just got to kind of learn the ropes is how the hell do we do that? Yeah, that's that's what it is with anything with technology. Like Mm. the first part's always like figuring out the logistics, getting it set up. But then once you know it, once you know it, you know, learning curve. And that's that simple thing. Just click and upload. Mm. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can leave us a rating and a review through iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, if you're listening on there. Uh, You can also repost it onto your social media. Tag myself, tag Tierra, tag TBD. And we'll catch you guys next week for a Q&A. Bye.